and welcome to Bearing That Broken. This is your host, Bonnie Ruth, and I'm so excited because we haven't had a new episode in a little while, and this is my first time recording back in months, and I'm excited because today's topic is with my friend Gail, and we're really going to address how to navigate friendship and relationships when you've gone through chronic illness, um, medical trauma, maybe there's something in your life that you're navigating and it's just kind of caused your relationships to go topsy-turvy, or maybe you're just trying to make sure that you're seeing relationships in a healthy perspective because you are going through a medical trauma or you do have chronic illness and everything just starts getting kind of messy in the feelings department, in the like perspective department. Um, maybe you've lost friendships. And so today, Gail is coming as a cancer survivor, as a um, licensed coach, life coach. She brings wisdom, discernment. She's a mom. She's a wife. Um, she's a mentor. She's a friend. And she's someone who's been through some shit. And I think together, we hope that as we share how we've navigated just like the messy waters of friendship through you know, for me, infertility and chronic health issues and for her with cancer and other life hits. Like, I mean, when you go through trauma in general, um, it can affect relationships. And so we just want to navigate together. Um, how do we do that? Like, how do we make it something um, that's positive and healthy, even though sometimes it's lost and it's messy and it hurts? And so I hope as listeners, you're going to engage um I know we're not just addressing infertility, we're not just addressing um, childlessness, but we're kind of coming at it from this perspective of maybe you're the person who has the friend who's going through infertility, or you're the person who has the friend going through breast cancer. Like, we want to help you. Like, we want to encourage you. We want to give you tips and tricks so that friendships don't always have to get messy. So, Gail is with me today, and I wish you could see her face because she's just so beautiful, and she is one of the most honest, yet tender, spicy, loving women that I know, and just a true gift to my life. So Gail, I'm so excited that you're going to have this chat with me because it is nitty gritty. It is going to be honest, and I think also it's just coming from the authentic place that we've lived. So tell us a little bit about yourself, Gail. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here with you and sitting in the room with you, Bonnie Ruth, is always so fun mm-hmm. and so deep and so rich. So yay. Thank you. Um, I, I moved all over the country with my husband with jobs. And so friendship became really important to me because mm-hmm. we'd only lived there a year. Yeah. And so I would always dive right into friendships yeah. and um, I gathered friends along the way. And so when we decided to move to Texas in 2009, um, 2010, I was diagnosed with breast cancer, mm. and my kids were in a school that was a sweet, smaller school, and it was incredible, the strangers that actually came around our family, mm. and um, the things that they did were um, tremendous, mm. And but I also had some bumpy roads with some really close friends that didn't have the capacity or the wherewithal to get close to me yeah they helped my family or they did some other things for us but they weren't there 
like for me. Yeah. And um, I had to navigate that. Yeah, I had to hard. grieve that. I had I was frustrated. I was saddened. I was confused mm. at yeah. times. Yeah. Who came around? Um, some of the helpful things that they did um, um, were well, of course, meals and gift cards. Uh, this was pre DoorDash uh, so <laughs> years ago. So Love pre DoorDash. Pre DoorDash. <laughs> um, but people brought meals. There was a cooler and a meal train and mm. a Caring Bridge site for because mm. um, I got so tired of having to share the diagnosis yeah. and all the reports. And so someone yeah. set that up. Someone awesome. decorated my bedroom with really encouraging words and um, painted my room for me wow. so it would be a bright, happy color yeah. as I was going to go into chemo. And um, someone mm-hmm. came over one time, women that I'm not even close to, yeah. and my numbers had crashed really low, so I was really susceptible to infection. So they came through and like cleaned my house and wow. baby wiped and Clorox wiped yeah. everything. Yeah. And at first I was kind of mortified, like, oh my gosh, what Somewhere did they see? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's real. Oh, okay. And I'm like, I don't even know how to thank you for that. But they had disinfected my whole house. You're like, let's just not talk about it. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. I, I think I'm like, I, can I look you in the eye? Yeah. No, because no. uh, they had four kids at home at that point. And yeah. so, um, Ah, yikes. <laughs> Not sure what they saw. But they came into my interstitial and saw my life. But yeah. um, um, then some people just sat with me mm. in silence and just sat with me. Yeah. Um, my friends that took me to appointments and my chemo treatments. Yeah. Um, friends that flew in from long distances yeah. that wanted to spend that time doing that. Wow, that's cool. Um, going to doctor's appointments, I couldn't even focus, so I had a friend that would take notes. Yeah. And that was really helpful. Wow. So these are tips for people that maybe have yeah. someone that are going through it. And so wow. as I processed through breast cancer and the chemo treatments and losing my hair and all of that, mm. I thought I would have more women in my life because I'm so testimonial that would come to me that have breast cancer. Mm. But yeah. actually, I have people coming to me asking how do I love my friend well? How do I love my sister well? How do I help my neighbor um, navigate this? What brings comfort? What do they yeah. need? Yeah. Because she doesn't even know what she needs. Yeah. And so I'm sure that can be the same oh, thing yeah. fertility. Yeah, I think definitely, like, um, I do have a lot of family members, especially, like, how do your parents, like, feel or how do you guys talk about the fact that you're not going to give them grandkids? Um, how do I tell my friend like that I care after she had a miscarriage? You know, mm-hmm. there's a lot of that. Mm-hmm. I think that's why this conversation is important to me because it's it's like the thing that no one gives you the help on. Like, how do you like? For example, I'm sitting here talking to Jason a few months ago, and I'm like, I don't. I feel like friendship is weird right now, and I don't know what to do. And there's not really like a help book on this. You know, I don't know anyone to talk to, which, of course, and he reminded me, you do have Gail. You do talk to Gail about these things, and I do. And just how to navigate this, like, all the things that you're saying, like, when you're going through something like that, it's, it's like, weird for you, much less everybody around you who's not even, like, actually physically going through it. And so I just think it's this taboo conversation that, Either friendships just don't, like, people don't necessarily make the effort out of fear of, like, doing it wrong. And then the friendship's lost, and there's regret. Like, I I even myself can think of scenarios where, like, I have so much regret 
that I didn't just push past my fear. But then there's also these these weird things where there's like offense or there's like misunderstanding in it all. And then there's like those friendships that are just real silent during it. And then they come alive again. Mm-hmm. And I have to navigate my own feelings of that in itself. For sure. Like you're silent, now you're not. What the heck? Like where were you when I freaking needed you? Mm-hmm. But we were saying this earlier, like did I actually need that person? Right. Like we put so much assumption and like expectation on friendships and what we think they need to be in this situation in our life. And I think what I heard you saying, like even, so I'm going to go back to something you said about how friends flew in and this and that. And at the beginning, you're talking about how you moved a lot of places and you dove in deep and like friendships were important. And I'm thinking to myself while you're saying that, I'm like, well, freaking good thing you did that. Because what did that bring you in this time where you're, 2010, you said, you're going through this, like, major life thing. And I just think about how the way you were in friendships prior to that were a benefit in where you were. Mm -hmm. But to have, you know, some friends not be able to sit with you in it or um, navigate that with you. Those are the hard moments. I think those are the moments no one prepares us for, you know. For sure. You know? Yeah, totally. Because then you're, are you disappointed? Are you angry? Are you hurt? Are you mad? Yeah. Where the heck were you? Right. Yeah, what do I do with that? Yeah, and it's this, like, tug of war of, like, well, I actually, and I said this to a friend recently. I'm, like, we were having, like, a tough conversation, and I was saying, like, I just feel like I didn't have you in this thing. And then I, or I, I actually said it, like, I feel like I did this alone. Then I came back a few weeks later and I said, actually, I said that incorrectly. I feel like I didn't do it with you. Mm-hmm. But there was all these people, random relationships that come, like, back to fruition or, like, suddenly are just reactivated that actually did walk that with me. And at first I was so mad about it and I was so hurt and I was so offended and then I just felt like the Lord was like, wait, like, Barney, like, you did not do that alone. Like, I brought you exactly what you needed. And I just think, like, two things. One, I needed to be honest with how I felt. Mm-hmm. Like, I think, I think that's something that you and I talk a lot about. Like, how are you honest in friendship? Mm-hmm. So I want to come back to that here in a second. But also, I had to realize, like, I need to stop being offended. Like, this person loves me. But this person wasn't the right person that I thought and made up in my own head of what I needed in this thing. But God did bring those friendships. And I wasn't even honoring that. Like, how sad that these people are, like, giving and pouring into my life and I'm not honoring them because it wasn't what I thought. And I could have lost both. Like, I could lose these friendships and the friendship that I'm disappointed in. And that's not, like, that's not how it should have to be. Like, I don't need to give up both because it happened differently than I thought. And so I think it all goes back to coming back around to how do we, how do we have these conversations and be honest with our friends of how we feel, but then realizing what is the true expectation that we need to have on that person? Because that's that's not something that people teach. It's not something I've ever learned in my life. It, it isn't. It reminds me of uh, 
grief and that we, mm. we don't teach how to grieve. No. We no. don't teach how to necessarily show up yeah. for really hard things, mm-hmm. the death in the family or mm-hmm. miscarriage or, you know, yeah. in a broken marriage, infidelity, yeah. Yeah. cancers, whatever. Yeah. Um, don't feel like we do a good job. I'm so grateful you're doing this. I hope we can plant seeds and help I hope people so. yeah. um, as they move forward because we will face hard things. Oh, There's yeah. going to be junk. Yeah. And so how do we show up for people? Yeah. I, I can look back on my life and see areas where I didn't show up. Mm. And I, I think it was like almost like trying to be polite mm. and not going to someone's house because someone died because I was like, oh, I don't want to be a bother. Yeah. I don't be a burden. I don't know yeah. what to say. Yeah. And I would just say, show up show up when in doubt just show up yeah and they can send you away but yeah. at least they know you came yeah and um one of the least useful which is a thing that we do is mm. say just just let me know if you need anything yeah isn't that true like i do that i literally I do, do that all the time i've done it recently and i was like no 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 no, no. no yeah. because they don't know what they, they don't need, know what they need or they're not maybe going to reach out when they need something exactly because then that that puts the burden on them and when someone's in crisis, yeah. they need the burden to be more yeah. on us. So we yeah. just show up. Yeah. We show up with fresh fruit or yeah. you know, yeah. flowers, flowers or a plant yeah. or a gift card or a note. Um, but yeah. asking people to say, hey, just let me know what I can do for you. Let me know yeah. what you need is, is not the best. So yeah. if you've done that, yeah. there's grace for that. Yeah, but for as sure. you move forward, yeah. um, and I, I didn't know how, like I know how to show up with people. Yeah, and I and I know how to show up a little bit better when someone dies because yeah. I've lost both my parents. Yeah, um, but I don't. I I didn't have a miscarriage, yeah. and so it's like I don't want to say the wrong thing, yeah. and I don't want to be exactly. Right. And yeah. what do they? I don't know what they yeah. need. So yeah. what what do you yeah. think they need? Like yeah. maybe help them now. Yeah, you probably talked about it on other podcasts, but yeah. tell me what you I, think. I think showing up, like you said, and. Something that I've learned, because I agree with you, like, I just also did this recently, and I'm like, okay, well, tell me if you need anything. But what I've learned with that is, like, I know that person can't tell me what they need. So maybe in, like, a few days later, I'm going to say, hey, do you guys need food? I'm going to ask specific questions. Do you need food? Do you need um, a boba tea? Would you like me to have Starbucks delivered? Um, Do you need someone to sit with you? Like, giving them options, like, hey, I'm going to flood you with some questions, and you just respond back with what I don't need any of it. Or I need the boba tea, you know, like, so that's something. And I think that depends on the kind of friendship. Like I could do that with you. Um, I wouldn't do that with maybe everybody. I might say, hey, I'm going to send a DoorDash gift card. I don't know if that's going to be helpful to them, to be frank. Um, And so I think regardless whether it's a miscarriage or it's a death or whatever, to go back to that with like the basics, like, I mean, we have at our disposal, like so many ways to send people care. Mm -hmm. And I can tell you, like, one of the stories that was just crazy, when when we made the decision to have our hysterectomy, we were in a new church. Mm-hmm. We were like, uh, this kind of is weird that we're making this decision. We haven't even been in this church a whole year. Like, are people going to care? Like, is anyone going to show up? And there was a couple, and also it's in the middle of the pandemic, mind you. So, like, everyone's life just feels, like, crazy. So we're just like, no one's going to care about this. And we had this couple move to Dallas in the pandemic and hadn't even met them yet because we're all online, right? So that was another aspect. Like, 
how does a church show up like in the middle of a pandemic while someone's having a hysterectomy and they're no longer going to have kids and all the emotions around it. And they reached out and said, Hey, we haven't met you yet, but we're a part of church, which we had seen them online, whatever. Knew them through mutual friends. Um, we want to send you guys a meal. And I was like, what? She's like, yeah, we went through this or that and the other, and we want to send you guys like a meal. So they send us a DoorDash gift card. We've never even met these people, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you have, like, our church literally just showed up. Like, mm-hmm. people were giving us gift cards. Mm-hmm. None of these people know the previous 19 years yeah. of our story. Yeah. They literally don't. All they know is that we're believing God for kids, and then we're suddenly now we're, we're having an me. So mm-hmm. the context, there was so much missing. Mm-hmm. And it really taught me that, like, how people can show up. Right. They really can. So I think in in my community of like infertility, you know, childlessness, miscarriage, like we can tend to get bitter that like people don't know how to show up. But I actually love busting that myth because I think that we people do. They don't know what to do, but they are willing to do something. Yes. And so I think what you're saying is wise. And like I said, we've got DoorDash. You can send Amazon gift cards. I mean, there's like a million things you can do. You can have flowers delivered. Um, and they did, like, we got flowers from our church. We had, um, a, a young lady, like, offered to come clean the house. You know, it's a pandemic, whatever. She's like, do you need anything cleaned? I mean, there's a lot of things that people offered. And so it just reminded me that they didn't know. They don't know our story. They had no context of how to show up. Um, but they did. And of course, our friends, like, um, so some of my close friends the night before, um, we were going to. I go in for the hysterectomy, they rallied and got me a massage. So a lady came to my house so that I could be, you know, it was safe and all that and paid for me to have a massage. I mean, there's like, don't all like, I say that example, don't take it all on yourself. Like you were saying, like two women came and cleaned your house, like rally people together. I think that's a cool thing that I heard like kind of woven in your story was like, there was people who rallied together to do something, maybe they didn't know what to do by themselves. But when you ask other people, like, let's say I was to ask your daughters, like, hey, what does your mom need? They're going to know more what you need. Mm -hmm. And so I think that's something for me, like with miscarriage and um, infertility, if someone's had a failed IVF or something like that, or they're making the decision to, to choose to step into a childless lifestyle, um, whether they want it or they're being forced to make that decision I think that ask questions like ask the friends like let's say um you have a group of friends I'm not super close with but I'm like hey I'm gonna reach out to them on Facebook I know you're friends with Anne yeah and I'm gonna say it which I love Anne I am close to Anne (laughs) I'll be like hey Anne what should we do for Gail Mm, right like so you're not taking it on by yourself when you don't know what to do like rally other people and because when you rally other people, one, there's a synergy and an energy around it. Mm-hmm. There's a unity that comes with it. And there's like this sense of like, oh my gosh, people love me. Mm-hmm. People care yeah. about what I'm going through, even if they don't understand it. And so there's just something about rallying other people. One other person, three other people, ten other people. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the cool thing about meal trains that will always last forever. It doesn't matter like what generation you're in, like now it's DoorDash meal trains, but you're still going to have a meal train. And I think that's what's cool about that is it lets the family know or the person, the individual know, like, hey, there's people surrounding you. They don't know what to do, 
So don't minimize, I guess I'm saying, those kinds of things that people are doing. And I hope that listeners will understand that someone is showing up when they send you a gift card. Someone is showing up when they send you flowers. Someone is showing up when they drop off. You know, like we had one guy. So Mother's Day was like uh, not even a month Mm. after Mm. um, I had a hysterectomy. And this young single guy in our life group puts this really cool, like, I don't know, succulent plant on my front porch with a card that's um, Happy Mother's Day for my dog card. Like, Zoe wanted to give you, you know, like, this young, he didn't know what to do. He didn't have a clue what we were going through. But he literally showed up and just dropped it on the doorstep and texted, hey, Happy Mother's Day. I left something on the porch for you. Stop. Like, I love that. Right? Best thing ever. Best thing ever. <laughs> and here's the deal. That wasn't my best friend. Right. That wasn't, you know, like our, our couple friends, like closest to us, our inner circle. He was a great friend, mm-hmm. but it wasn't our inner circle. And I can't expect my inner circle to do all of those things. Right. And they been walking through... 19 years with you yes. and have been there through the long haul yeah and it's okay that other people yeah. come in and help like the, the yeah. person for me that organized the meal train the caring bridge super administrative yeah like not my gift yeah like let's let's just high five her yeah, she's so administrative <laughs> yeah and that's a lot of work a lot of work and then yeah. and then a few months after i was like back on my feet and trying to navigate my mm-hmm. new my new my new life right she was on to the next person that yeah. had cancer. Yeah. And she was helping the next person in crisis. Yeah. And what a beautiful thing. But yeah. she was using her gifting. Yeah. I have another friend who um, uh, sent me text messages mm. very late at night. And I would often wake up in the middle of the night in pain or yeah. in sorrow or frustration yeah. or just insomnia. And I would read those encouraging words. Mm. I'm not kidding the impact mm. that those, and I would look forward to them. And she, yeah. a few days later, she's like, sending you one tonight. And I'd be like, oh, oh, I yeah. got a prize. You're like, I yes. got a present. And I'd wait, and then I'd yeah. get it, and I'd go, oh. Yeah. It was literally like ointment to my soul. Yeah. It refreshed me in places that mm. a meal fed me. You know, yeah. this was like nourishment yeah. for my soul. Yeah. And, and then That's she kept so them all. And, my hope is it's going to be a book. Yeah. Because it, it was very powerful. Oh, that's like, awesome. Midnight Messages from God, we call oh, it. Oh, I love it. And then she shared them with another friend that was going through cancer mm-hmm. and changed the name because it's still truth. Yeah. And it was so beautiful. And so. Wow. But she walked in her giftedness. Yeah. And then I I was thinking of another friend who took me to a lot of my appointments and was kind of my, my little driver and my mm-hmm. chauffeur and my friend. And yeah. It's interesting because when she had surgery, mm-hmm. she didn't really want visitors. Mm. And I think it's really important that we honor yeah, that person. Good. That's really good. Because I wanted this. Yeah. I'm so extroverted. And yeah. I was like, I tell my kids, nobody came and saw me today. <laughs> and then like three people were here. Mom, you are not reality. <laughs> You're drugged up, mom. I'm your guy. You've been dipping into your painkillers. But, but I was like, I wanted people to come by. I didn't care if my house was messy or broken. Yeah. I was in my jammies. But I yeah. know some other people don't. Yeah. So it is it is important yeah. to know what the other person yeah. wants. I think that's really, really, really good. Yeah. Because I think if we're talking about showing up, mm. then 
whether it's someone you know super well or someone that's just like maybe someone who you see once a week in your life group or in your your mom's group maybe or in your infertility you know online group and you don't really know the day-to-day of their life like it doesn't matter if you're you're in that category or you're in the category where you've walked the 19 years with someone Mm -hmm. knowing what they want is a very tricky thing to Mm -hmm. walk Mm -hmm. but that's why I said earlier like ask the husband ask the friends ask you know ask people hey what do you think about this for Gail and if if you're the kind of person who doesn't like visitors it doesn't mean you don't like people or you don't like love And I think we sometimes interpret, one, we as the other person, like not in the trauma or not going through the the physical medical thing, we we can take offense to that. Mm -hmm. We're like, well, Mm -hmm. I want to be there for you. Mm -hmm. Um, And I know we're like all over the place, but these are just all real things. (laughs) Like I've been the person like, well, dang it. Like I don't, what do you mean you don't want visitors? Like, and I even made the mistake way back when someone was going through a horrible trauma and I was like, oh, okay, you don't want visitors. So I told everybody they don't want visitors. Okay. Yep. Okay. Well, then I never followed up to be like, hey, do you do you still not want visitors? I'm just like, oh, they don't want visitors. Well, then no one right. for like a long time. And I'm like, right. oh, oh, shit. Oh, like I just messed that up. Like I didn't mean to, right. but it was they were just like mortified at the end of it all. And I'm like, well. They weren't going to come back and they probably didn't even remember they said that to me, you know? And so, like, no, it's not that I, like, epically failed, but I think it's just, oh, okay, so ask another question. Mm -hmm. Okay, great. Do you think for, like, a few weeks or do you feel like the whole time? Mm -hmm. You know, like, slowing ourselves down as the other person and realizing that when you're going through something like cancer or infertility or a hysterectomy, or insert like endometriosis, or maybe you're going through a death or a miscarriage or, or infidelity. You said that earlier. I think that's another really big Mm -hmm. one that like, how do you sit with someone in that? And I just ask a few questions. Like, it's okay. Even if you annoy them a little bit, Mm -hmm. I think there's like, you'll know when to stop. I feel like, Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I think it's just, I said that to say, like, I know we're going around a lot of different things, mm-hmm. but I, I, I love, that's what I wanted in this because yeah. I want people to take in the thing that they're, they might be dealing with right now. Right. And so it's, it's being able to know what the person needs and maybe that is discovered through other friends or through a spouse or a mom or, or a sister, or whatever it might be. And if they don't want visitors, ask another question, like what? You know, I'm sure you didn't take that and be like, oh, well, she doesn't want me to do anything. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, because personalities come into play. Um, grief comes into play. You know, um, when we had our hysterectomy, like our other, like my other surgeries and stuff like that, I didn't care if people came over, you know, people would bring meals because also like this all started pre-DoorDash mm-hmm. um, or Uber Eats. And so they would bring meals. They would come over and... Um, but this time I was, I I didn't want people to come over One, we're in a pandemic. So I'm not going to lie. I was just like, I don't want people in my house, but there was a group of people that I did want to come over. Mm -hmm. And so I bring that up because I had to tell them. Mm -hmm. And I know that sometimes it feels like as the person going through the thing, you don't want to be responsible to tell people what you need or want, but sometimes you need to ask. And for that, 
they weren't going to come over if I if I didn't want them to. Of course. And so I just told those specific people, like, hey, you can come over. And guess what? They did. Yeah. They did. They showed up. They texted first. They asked Jason, how's it going? Is it a good time to drop something off? Can we just come and say hi? And here's the other part, and I, I'm going to say this for the community that I'm representing today. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we're we're making this decision to step into a childless life. And most of our friends have kids. Mm-hmm. My nephews, my, my sister and brother-in-law were over here, or my brother and sister-in-law, I said that wrong. My brother and sister-in-law were over here a lot, just mm-hmm. checking, just being here. I love just having my family, like, hanging out, even though I'm, like, laying in bed, drugged up. Yeah. Um, but they were so sensitive to ask, do you want the kids mm-hmm. to be there? Mm-hmm. And... Some people may not. For me, I was like, yes. And the reason I said yes to that is because I didn't want from, I might cry on this one. I didn't want from the onset to cut myself off. And I didn't want from the onset to cut off the legacy and the input in which I get to have in those kids' lives. And so um, as long as their parents were comfortable with them being around and understanding they can't jump, whatever. And I, the reason why I bring this up is because I had the coolest moment with each one of my nephews. So my sister-in-law would send them in one at a time because three boys, rowdy, don't understand. Um, And each one of them said the coolest thing to me, just in their own little personalities you know, my oldest nephew, he's super tender, super sweet, like the little romantic guy. And he just lays down next to me and he's like, you're going to be okay, boo-boo. They call me boo-boo. <laughs> he's like, you're going to be okay. And I was just like, I love you right now. Like, I am going to be okay. I was like, yeah, man, I'm going to be okay. My middle nephew, he's asking about the scars. You know, he's like, he's like, well, how are you going to feel about that scar? And I'm like, well, you know, I think I'm going to be okay. And he goes, well... I think you're awesome. And he gets up and walks out. You know, like, and my youngest nephew, he's like, do you need anything, boo-boo? Should I bring you something? I would have missed out. I would have missed out. And so I say, like, I say that to address the person going through the thing, whatever that is. Um, Don't cut yourself off. Like, give yourself enough space to breathe so you can find out what you do need. Because if someone shows up and is willing to ask the question of what you need, have have some knowing. Have some knowing. Because it's not about educating them or being responsible to make sure that you help everyone else. But it is about getting what you need. And if I hadn't have said, yeah, the kids can come, I would have missed out on really cool moments. And I just, I don't know. I think that's worth saying. I think it's worth saying like no you don't have to bear the whole burden but like be okay how do I be unoffendable enough mm-hmm. <laughs> be um gracious with yourself and those around you enough to like just know a little bit about what you need um because I think had I not done that I just I would have lost out yeah you know so good so yeah I just I want to encourage all communities, all people listening, like, there's no easy, this isn't easy. Right. 
you know, there's not even a perfect answer. No, it's, it's uh, doing something out of your own heart. Yes. You're trying to bring comfort. Yes. You're doing the best you can. Exactly. So try not to be offended. Exactly. They're doing with their little offering. Their little, their little thing. Yeah. And it's like, it, and if you can look back and go, Oh, I really was not alone. Yeah. I really was loved on during that season. Yeah. And I look back and I didn't, always show up. I mean, my friend died yeah. of breast cancer and mm-hmm. I like couldn't, not one of my closest friends, but yeah. I, it was like I was getting ready for the funeral and I yeah. had a breakdown and I couldn't go. Yeah. It was so close to home. Yeah. It didn't mean I didn't love her. Exactly. It didn't mean I wasn't like thinking about mm-hmm. her family. Yeah. It didn't mean I wasn't grieving the loss, yeah. but it was, yeah. it just hit me. Yes. Yeah. It blindsided me yeah. how hard it was. Yeah. Oh, I think that's good. Let's tap into yeah, that a little let's. bit. Because I think, um, Man, that those are the moments where you're having to choose self care, right? And you hope it doesn't tell the other person that you don't care because you do. Exactly. Like it's so hard to choose the self care, right? Because you do care about the other person. Yeah. Like I, I have had this where, you know, someone's pregnant, and typically in my journey and my story, I've just taken the posture like, okay, this is gonna feel hard. It's gonna be emotional. But I don't want to miss out either. Mm-hmm. And so I'm going to show up in, in the pain. Yeah. But there have been moments where I, I can't show up in the pain. Like I, I can't plan the baby shower. I can't like do the things that I normally in my personality or just like who I am would do. Like I can't. Mm-hmm. And it's very hard for me to choose that because, like, I'm like, oh, but I yeah. like throwing the baby. Yeah. But this one, I just, I can't. Mm-hmm. This one hits in a way that I can't. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, maybe you're having, like, a breakdown. It's too close to home or, you know, um, I was thinking about this the other day. Like, the other day it was, like, da- National Daughters Day, right? Yeah. And it was a bit of a trigger for me because we have a baby girl in heaven, Kaya Praise. Mm-hmm. And I just thought to myself, okay, like this hits real close because I have a daughter, but no one like gets to see my daughter. And so sometimes when I know that people are having a baby girl, like those are, that's a little bit harder for me. It hits, and for Jason, like, um, it hits us both actually in a very different way. And there have been times where we've shown up for, you know, nowadays it's like couple baby showers, like baby showers, it's a girl and it's hard. And we both leave in tears. Mm-hmm. Um, and, or when you go to baby reveal parties, it, yeah. it's just hits different. And realizing that over the years, I've had to just be like, there are times when I can't show up. I get it. I right. Get it. Yes. And I think, you know, when you've had the thing and you're showing up, it, for example, like if someone has had an infidelity in their relationship mm-hmm. and a friend comes to them mm-hmm. and they're experiencing the same thing, mm-hmm. that's a hard one to sit in yeah. with your friend. Yeah. And so how do we, and I would love to hear from you, like how do you tell people like I can't show up right now, mm-hmm. but I don't care any less and how do you navigate that with a friend? Like, yeah, I would love. I mean, I have my own stories, and I would love to hear yours because. Well, I, the word, the, the line I keep hearing is "be un, unoffendable." Mm-hmm. Um, that that's a goal, like mm. across the board mm. right now with everything that's going on in our world. Right. Oh, that's good. 
Yeah. Um, because the offense will drive a wedge. Yeah. So yeah, that's good. Um, I think of uh, trials in our marriage where it's been super challenging and friends that have been in a similar situation and they divorced and we mm-hmm. didn't. And mm-hmm. I know it's not infertility or yeah, cancer, no, yeah, yeah. but it's, it's a loss yeah. where the outcome is different. Yeah. So you had infertility, your best friend had yeah. a baby girl. Right. Like, how do you navigate that? Yeah, yeah, that's and good. It's super, it can be super challenging. And yeah. I, I, I looked at that with, with our story in our marriage and then with other couples that we've walked through, um, they, it was, it caused division for them and they didn't, they couldn't be around us anymore yeah. because we made it and they didn't. Yeah. And so they pulled away. So I also have to like let them pull away. Yeah. And let good. them, because for their own self. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's good. So I don't know what the original question was. Yeah. I, no, I feel like I had, I had to share yeah, that. No, that's nugget. good. Yeah. That's good. Um, I, I think to, uh, going back, I'm going to, I know someone listens to us. Hopefully, they're jotting down things. I know. I'm like, we are. Yeah, because we're, we're all definitely popcorning it. Yeah. But I was just thinking of something else that was really sweet. Uh, fast forward to 2018, I um, was feeling very ill mm. the last few years before that, and kind of still felt like I had chemo brain mm. from 2011. Yeah. Which would not make sense, and. Mm my body was rejecting the breast implants that I had put mm. in from my double mastectomy yeah. cancer. And my body got very sick and I was developing wow. all these issues. And then I felt like I heard in my spirit to get my implants out, mm. which is crazy because then you're going to like, what? Another surgery yeah. and you're yeah. going to be flat. And then what's my husband going to think of that? Right. Do I feel feminine or not? Yeah. I'm losing body parts and that would be so sad. And so... Um, wow, yeah. I moved forward, found a doctor, and actually found a group on Facebook called Breast Implant Illness wow. by Nicole. It's health and healing. And there's mm. 150,000 women in the group wow. now and that are getting them out and, and they're getting their lives back. Yeah. Wow. Well, when I chose to do that surgery, um, after much you know thought, yeah. um, friends came and sat with Dave mm. in the waiting room. That's awesome. And they didn't have to sit there the whole day. They got there yeah. at 7 in the morning and sat there for a few, you know, yeah. the whole morning with them. Yeah. And I was like, that's such a cool way to show up. Yeah. So you might not show, you know, like yeah. you and I are going through our hysterectomy, yeah. which I also had a hysterectomy yeah. and, um, and had, had transfusions. And yeah. my hysterectomy was a, a, it was not a great situation. Yeah. Um, no. I feel better now, but it was yeah. a debacle. And yeah. so trauma with that too. Yeah. But, Having people come around our spouses or our, yeah, our kids is really important. Yeah. So if it's not your thing to maybe yeah. go to the hospital, you can sit or in the hospital yeah. room or, or yeah. go to the treatment um, things afterwards. Yeah. Sit with the spouse or sit yeah, with the kids. Good. Pick them up and take them out to dinner yeah. that night and yeah. love on them and let them create yeah. a safe space for them to emote their emotions. Yeah, that's with good. People with kids that are... Yeah. You know, take the kids out. Yeah. If, if a family has a miscarriage, yeah. someone come take those kids out exactly. and talk to them and create yeah. a space where they can Yeah, that's them. good. Because they lost something yeah. too. And the yeah. parents might not have the yeah. capacity at that yeah. moment. Yeah, that's good. That's so really good. I think I'm just thinking of all these different ways that no, we can I love come it. around people yeah. and show up. I think a handwritten note is yeah, so that's so, so powerful. from the past. Yeah. But so shouldn't be. Oh, yeah. It, it's so easy. It's yeah. 50 cents to yeah, send a note. Exactly. Right? It's like yeah. so easy. And you sit down yeah. and write a note and yeah. don't overthink it and yeah. send them the love. 
and um, or yeah, set reminders good. in your phone. Like mm, that's often good. on, on um, I did not call you on Mother's Day as I'm thinking back, but I think back when people you did lose me. a spouse, yeah, or lose a parent, yeah, to to reach out to them on some of the big holidays, yes, yeah. yeah, and I have a widow friend up in Michigan and and. I reach out to her yeah. on, you know, that first year, yeah. I'm just like, this is your first Thanksgiving with yeah. your husband. How you yeah, doing? that's good. And and I have to set a reminder because yeah. I didn't remember. Exactly. I put it in my calendar. Yeah. And um, yeah. so I'm just encouraging people yeah. to think yeah. out from the surgery time, out yeah. from the loss of a baby. Yeah, no, that's so good. And and give them a few months because yeah. that's when everything kind of dries up. Yeah. The meals dry up. Yeah. The people stopping by dry yeah. up because, not yeah. because they don't care, but it's busy and they're <coughs> on, on with their life. Yeah. And that's a good one. I'm going to hone in on that yeah, for just ahead. a second because um, Jay, I, I did an episode or maybe Jason and I did. I can't remember. It's all a blur. But there came a point in time where I'm just like everyone else's life is moving on and mine feels paused in this thing. I remember that. Yeah. yeah. And I told – I did we tell you that. about that. And I just was like, oh, my God. Like I, I felt so weird. Like everyone is moving on. And, and you being one of the people that would just be like, how you doing, buddy? Mm-hmm. Like, how's it going today? Like, months after. Mm-hmm. And Jason and I are in another weird time of this. And I, I want to go back to the spouse thing. Okay. Because I think that if we could give any advice, mm-hmm. it would be don't forget the spouse. Absolutely. Um, or the significant other. Because the reality is they do often get mm-hmm. forgotten. Um, and I, I will say this primarily, like if the husband is the one going through something, so like in the, in the infertility world, let's say the man has got to have some, some a surgery, he's yep. got to have some things done. Yep. Like it's still kind of the woman that still gets the care. Yep. Um, but when it's the woman going through the thing, a lot of times the husband is forgotten. Yeah. And that saddens me because I have seen one, what it's done to Jason when somebody does actually care for him, it is like, it, it's like giving me a million bucks. Yep. Like, I would take that over you texting me any day. Mm-hmm. And I will never forget, this was like right before my hysterectomy. Mm-hmm. And there's a family in Michigan, some of our best friends, we've been friends, I've been friends with them, like her and I have been friends since we were 13 years old. Mm-hmm. And then they got married. Then we got married. We're friends as couples. And they have they have kids. And we love their kids. Like, we love their kids. And we pray for their kids. And they update us on their kids. And we only get to see them, like, once or twice a year. But we love hanging with their kids. And so this, this guy texted Jason and was like, hey, I want you to know that you may not have your own kids, but you've affected my kids' lives. Oh, my gosh. And he was like, you are a father. Wow. And, I mean, I'll never forget the day Jason got it. He immediately was like, babe, like, look at this text I got. Wow. And and I just, I could never thank our friend Matt enough for that. Um, because the reality is, like, Jason needed to know that he mattered in this decision. Because, yes, it's my body. And Jason's so cool about being like, it's your body. Like, you're the one that's gone through this. And he honors that. But his heart has gone through every single bit of it with me. Absolutely. And we're it's in this. Lost too. Yeah. And sure. we're in this season. And if Jason was here, he would share this where it has been really hard for him. Mm-hmm. 
And it's something that I, the guys are not going to just go around and sit around and chat it up with their dudes and be like, hey, I'm having a really hard time that I don't get to be a dad, you know, or on Father's Day when we're with a group of people and a friend's daughters go running up to their dad and it just like melts Jason's heart and it hurts, but it's like beautiful and he loves it, but it, it hurts. And so I just think it's really important that find ways to be intentional with the spouse. And if it is, even if it's just a text, you know, um, and, and not just texting them to find out how we're doing, Yeah. you know, how they're doing. And, you know, because Jason sat at the hospital all day, all day, we were up there for a total of like 10 hours and man, like, the people that just texted to see how he was doing. Um, and my sister-in-law was really great about that as well. Of just being like, how you doing? You know? And I just think, man, that matters. You know? Like, sitting with Dave. Like, I can't. And knowing Dave. Like, I just. I mean, I'm sure Dave didn't necessarily know what to say or do. Or, yeah, like, yeah. do I talk to them right now? Yeah. Like, no, you don't get. Like, just be there. Look at your magazine. Mm-hmm. Listen to your podcast. Just be there. Mm-hmm. And so I do think that honing in on what the spouse needs ask your friend before they go into surgery hey what's something or or whatever it might be if you're if you're dealing with i'm gonna hone in on this like a chronic illness that's all the time that spouse is going through that with them all the time and so ask your spouse like hey i know you're going through a lot right now but what can we do for jason what can we do for dave um and and like be comfortable enough to ask if they say they don't know that's okay you ask you made effort and there's care in that so I know I just went on a big tangent but watching Jason and and even like I didn't know you in that time Mm -hmm. I and knowing Dave like knowing you guys now like man I I can't imagine like Dave going through that by himself oh he would be yeah you know what I mean he'd feel so ungrounded ungrounded and like and and Jace just he needed people too. And this is a season of time where it's been really hard and weird and um, walking this new like way of life for us. You know, I wrote this in a post the other day, like to everyone else, it looks like we're just living life. We're showing up. We're at the parties. We're doing the things. We're in the community. We're doing, we're doing life just like we always have. But in the four walls of our home, it's weird. Like I never thought we'd have the conversation making dinner in our home the other night. And I was like, babe, does it ever just feel like you never thought our house would be this empty? And he was like, yeah. He's like, I mean, I love our life. And we always try to honor what we love and what we're grateful for. But the reality is, like, there's just a, there's, like, it's us. Like a void. Yeah, there's, like, a void. And that's something that, why we love having people in our home. Whether it's for coffee or it's a big party like we love having people over because it fills our home and it's the only way we can do that and our story. And so like, those are just moments where like, you're like, how do we even tell people that? Like, it's weird. Like that's a weird conversation to have, you know, like, but the reality is like sharing that with someone like you or letting other people know on this podcast, like there's weird times and there's things that no one else is going to, they're not going to understand. Like, this is a year and a half out yeah. from your hysterectomy. Yeah. So 
it's a journey. It's a journey. It's a process. Yeah. It's messy. And, yeah. And things are going to come up. Yeah. At different right. well, seasons. And we've and, talked about even like within marriage, like, you know, you and Dave have navigated things with your health and with even making the decision to have the implants taken out. Yeah. Like, that was a whole nother, whole nother. conversation, yeah. a whole nother way. Of, and so I think just realizing on our part, like uh, being the you and I in mm-hmm. this, this side of the story, like there's not really any way to fully let people into those things. Mm-hmm. There's not any way to expect them to understand, even though I want to. I want sometimes people to understand that those are conversations that we have and it's weird and it makes me sad. It makes me angry. And I'm I'm like, can anyone feel this with them? They can't, they really can't. But I didn't even know. So I'm so glad you're sharing the story. Yeah. Cause I do. I mean, of course there's going to be seasons and times where you're, you have sadness or grief or disappointment or anger. Like, dang. Yeah. Still, we've, accepted this and we're doing this and there's so much beauty but there are times and so I think it's brilliant and wonderful Mm -hmm. that you're sharing that Mm -hmm. because I didn't know that this past week you had that conversation over dinner and so um we need to know those things they do need to be exposed because it's also going to heighten my awareness to be like you're right okay is it hard at yeah. Christmas, or you know, yeah. what's the hardest time? We've yeah, through a year and a half. Yeah, and granted, we're in COVID. Or yeah, blah, yeah, blah, blah. Yeah, but is it your birthday? Is yeah, it, you know, like, right. Like you, you mentioned yeah. the girl, the girl showers are yeah. hard. Yeah. Um, because yeah. I want to be sensitive. Yeah, I want to care about people deeply yeah. and well. Yeah, and I wouldn't have thought that. And I do check yeah. in, and I yeah, do, I, love, do. I love to text yes, and just do. say, "How are you?" To whoever I'm texting, yeah. "How are you right now?" Right now. Like, That's I just a great wanna, question. I just want to pulse. Right, right now. now. Yeah. Because often, yeah, it's because God, like, had me touch Yeah, them, exactly. You know? It's like, because they need, and they're, they're like, oh, you have no idea I yeah. needed to hear from a human. Yeah. Or, that's fascinating. You texted right now. Yeah. So yeah. if you have the nudge to reach yeah. out to someone, do it. Because good. you have no idea yeah. what they're going through yeah. at the moment. Yeah. And then I do think we need to put those things out there. Yeah. You're because right. we perish if we don't know these things. Yeah. We just we we can't love well. Yeah. Because we have to walk through each other's yeah. stories. Well, and I think what's a good point with that is like, um, because you're right. Like I'm sitting here saying, like, oh, people can't feel that with us. Well, actually, BS on that on yours. Like you can. You can we be can. in with us. I can set an empathy. Right. <laughs> right. But I think for for the per like I'm literally in that right now, right? So I'm in it in this perspective of like yeah, like, how do you even tell somebody that? You know what I mean? Like, how do you even get in that conversation? Mm-hmm. And especially when it's a taboo topic like childlessness, like, it's just a weird thing. People don't know how to respond to it. And sadly, it is, if I show up sometimes, even in my closest circles, and I am relating to a story that is theirs that has nothing to do with childlessness, but I can relate to it in my childlessness in some capacity and I bring it up, it can be weird. And so I think for, for Jace and I, we're, we're not really sure when and how to share, like, this is kind of weird. Or, hey, like, what you're saying is just, like, awakening me to some things, okay. right? Right do, now. Right do, now. Do tell. Like, when we, want pe- when we don't want to go to the other person's house, we want them to come over. Because we want to fill our house. Okay. Right? But I, until right now, so we're talking. So welcome, Baron Not Broken. We are having a moment. Um, life bulbs I, are going yeah, off. Yeah, light bulbs are going off. I, 
honestly haven't thought to say like, hey, could you guys just, um, could you guys just come over? Like we we don't we want to be at our home, but I don't think to ask that because is it easier for them because they have kids or right or or maybe maybe or, they're driving a little further right. away or I mean I could insert like a thousand reasons okay. why I just don't bring it up on here. Okay. It's not because we don't we I'm like oh you're just feeling lazy, but actually there are times where I'm like no I just want it to be at my house like I want to fill my house with people. And so what I'm being awakened to, light bulb, in this moment is, like, my head's kind of down in the fact that we're just trying to figure it out, you know? And so how do we be honest in our friendships in this phase of it? Like, to be frank, I have no idea. Um, But I do think it's okay that we try and fumble a little. Because I don't want to make people feel weird. See, I'm on the other side where, like, normally it's the friend who, oh, I don't want to make them feel mm-hmm. bad if I ask this or if I say this. Or what if I bring flowers and that just reminds them of death, like, even though it's flowers. I mean, we can psychoanalyze ourselves or the situation in a way where we talk ourselves out of things. For sure. Whether you're the friend, yep. whether you're the one going through it. Yep. And so I think that's kind of like what, honestly, even though it's at my own personal expense today... I wanted to expose, like, let's expose this. Like, it's on every side. When when there's hard things, when there's trauma on the table. And I like that we're talking about what we, when you're going through it, and now we're kind of talking about, like, the after. Like you said, we're, like, a year and a half almost down the road of making the decision and having the permanent thing happen. But the reality is, like, there's new phases of this. You, even yourself, we, we had conversations today about, like, is it just the trauma of this being triggered? Is it this or that? When you've had trauma, mm-hmm. it doesn't go away. How you navigate and heal from it mm-hmm. takes you further away from it. Mm-hmm. But there can be moments in time where you have to, have to is not the right word, where something brings it to the forefront, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. It's not who you are anymore. You don't live in it. You're not sitting in it. You're healed. You're all those things. But it's kind of pushed forward a little bit. And I think it's realizing that that's okay, for one. And two, it's okay to tell someone, like, hey, this was five years ago, but I'm really feeling it right now. And so, I don't know if that made sense. I'm just waiting. It's great. I'm like, I think, though... That in those inner circles, so I'm going to break it down like this. In the inner circles, like, it's okay to say that. Mm-hmm. But here's the thing. I have a friend I haven't seen in forever. Mm-hmm. It's National Daughters Day. This is the funniest timeline. This is, like, kind of one of those eerie things where you're like, whoa, that definitely God was in that. I'm posting. I'm in the middle of posting what I posted on Bear Not Broken about. It's just the two of us, National Daughters Day, triggering, blah, blah, blah. She posted something right around the same time on her social media. And I actually saw it as soon as I was done. I was like, oh, that's it. Well, she lost a daughter. So she's feeling, so I'm like, oh, man. I immediately was like, Lord, like, just be with her. Like, oh, my gosh. I'm sitting over here, like, whining in my own pain. She's feeling pain, too. Not, Not even minutes later, I get a DM. And she's like, hey, I just posted something on social media and I had the thought, for someone like you, this day might really, really be triggering. I haven't seen this lady in probably five, six years. Mm-hmm. 
love her. I know she loves me. She's not in my inner circle. But guess what God did? It wasn't my inner circle that reached out to me in that moment. Because that's familiar. God wanted me to know that he cared enough to put me on this person's heart, a little nudge in her heart. She actually acted on it like you're saying. She did the thing that you just encouraged everyone to do. If you have the nudge, send the text. If you have the nudge, send the DM. If you have the nudge, call. If you have the nudge, say the prayer, whatever it might be. And I think, like, I was so thankful for that. And I've just learned to realize that, like, that might not have been my inner circle, but I sure as heck took that in as if it was on that level. Because the care and the time in her, and I knew in her own pain. Yeah, absolutely. Right? So I just think all the things that you've brought up are so intentional and I know like you said we've popcorned a lot I think people are going to love that though because to be frank like these kind of emotions feel like popcorn yeah <laughs> like let's just it just pops sometimes yeah. it pops yeah. here it pops it takes a few minutes it may take a few years but pop 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 yeah. like it's life like this is not like a clean line I feel this way you're going to feel this way in this month and this way five years from now it's just messy and friendship in it is messy. And so, um, yeah, thank you for... Can I add one more thing? Yeah, no, I was okay. just going to ask you, okay. like, so, I was going to thank you, okay. and then I'm going to say, yeah. like, I feel like you have something brewing one, in your mind. No, just one more thing. Yeah. Um, touching on this this a year and a half out thing and mm-hmm. the emotions behind that and, and learning how to live your life um, and still be able to talk about it. Mm. So after cancer chemo and then you're done with chemo after six months mm. and the whole thing took like nine months you know from beginning to end yeah. and then and then it's like I didn't know how to live yeah like, I was alive that's good and I was actually like yeah. my hair was starting to that's grow very back. real and and I'm like I have to get back into society like I need to start living again and mm, I didn't know yeah. how to do that yeah no I relate to that and it was it was kind of comfortable. Yeah. Like we can get comfortable in our in our illness. We can get comfortable yeah. in our grief. We yeah. can get comfortable in our story. Yeah. And it was a push for me mm-hmm. to re re-entry was hard. Yeah. So this might be a little different than no, childlessness. Re entry is hard. Re entry is <laughs> well, hard. Well you might be just entering. <laughs> but either way. Exactly. And it's like and so I was beginning to end nine months and then and then you go, okay, who am I now mm. as this woman I don't want like to have the label of like yeah. cancer. I mean, we said cancer survivor, but it's yeah. like that's not my full. That's life. not it's who a, you are. It's a chapter of yeah. my story, but it's not my full identity. Yeah. But reentry was really hard, yeah. and even after having my breast implants out, I was like, okay, none of my clothes fit. Yeah. And it's like, okay, this is silly. Yeah. No. But, but how do you navigate? Yeah. That? And how do I be comfortable in my own skin? So real. So so just the the, the reentry is is real. And so as we move mm-hmm. forward, whether we're walking through it or we're a friend or yeah. a, a connection with someone who's walking through it, know that it is it's a journey and it's a process. And and good, again, yeah. check in. But yeah. I think sometimes we we want to check things off the list, either whether we're going through it or we're friends. Yeah. And it's like okay, they should be good by now. Yeah. When actually, yeah, like, there's still pain. Yeah. And things are going to trigger it. I mean, yeah. I lost my mom in 2004, yeah. 17 years ago. Yeah. And there are still things that trigger. Yeah. Oh, yeah. oh I yeah. wish I could talk to her about this. Yeah. And, and it's so. Yeah. 
Yeah. I think we have to be gentle with ourselves and yeah. with others because mm. we we don't know what we don't know. Yeah. And we don't know how it's going to affect us. Yeah, that's good. We can make a choice and yeah. then and then some days we can so so a woman yeah. just reached out to me because she saw something I posted a few years ago on breast implant illness. I met her once mm. in passing and now we've become friends and she's gonna have hers taken out. Mm. And she and I said, You're gonna feel all the feels. Mm. You're gonna have all the emotions. So just be prepared for that. Yeah. You're gonna have fear and regret and then you're gonna go, is it gonna look bad and should I do it and do I really wow. need to and and she texted back and said, I have been feeling all those things. Thank yeah. you so much for this. I needed to, you to normalize it. Yeah. And that it's okay. Mm-hmm. And that you're holding the bucket for me while yeah. I'm dumping all the feelings. Yeah. And that you're you're there for me. So that's so good. Just just yeah, well, that's that. really, really, really good. Because um I think you put into words something that I don't know how to tell listeners. Yeah, I don't even know how fully to tell my my inner circle, my outer circle, my yeah. myself. Yeah. Of like yeah, there's still, there's still things like, and I don't, I didn't know there would still be things, you know? How can you? Yeah. Like for, for example, um, summer came and I was like, oh my God, I have like six scars that I didn't have. Like I had them last summer, but it was right. I was still healing. So I didn't really think about it this summer. I'm like, I'm well, I'm able to go on the boat. I'm able to do it. I'm like, okay, like, how do I feel about that? Like, what do, what do I do with that? It's just something I didn't, I hadn't had a reason to fully think about. Yeah. I was not prepared for that one. I just, I would think, but, so I'm saying that in the context of, you know, maybe, like you said, it doesn't matter what the person, if you're the person, if you're the friend, if you're the mom, if you're the dad, if you're the whatever. Yep. Um, I think questions and like talking and, and just follow up, you know, Mm -hmm. Um, especially I want to speak to like, cause I feel like we're in an inner circle with each other. Yeah, right. Yeah. And you do this so well. So I'm, I'm just going to share with the listeners, like okay. how you've shown up so well in my life. Um, and probably because you have been through something that's not the same, but similar in the level of trauma and, and knowing that things linger, but even in our inner circles, like, I think we have to tell them like, Hey, Um, I've hit a phase where I'm like, I'm great. Or I've hit a phase where I'm I'm really struggling right now. Jace and I just had to do this recently. We had to show up and say, we're actually not okay right now. Everything feels weird. Friendships feel weird. And and for our story, it's like we've been childless actually for 20 years. Right. But we never, we were waiting. We were actively trying to fill that gap and void. Now we are childless and we will not be filling that gap. So... Everyone else, it's like our life. Like I said earlier, our lives look the same as they have for twenty years. This is a new thing. A finality. It's a finality, and it's so new. I can't even describe it. Every aspect of it is new. Showing up to dinner parties is new. Showing up to kids' birthday parties is new. Showing up to baby showers, gender reveals. We have a lot of those coming up. We've had a lot of them recently. Like it all feels so new, and it's something that like. We have to be careful not to expect things that other people can't give. Yep. We have to be self-aware to know when we're needing things that other people can't give. But then we also need to be self-aware and we need to navigate what do we need to communicate. Right. And then... Because we don't know if we can't... Right. You know, unless we get a word that says to call her. So if you get the nudges, do it. Yep. 
if your life is busy and you 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 have the fleeting thought about the Rolfs or about Gail or about insert whomever your friends are, take two seconds and say, hey, I was thinking about you. Yep. If that's all you have the time or that even in your own emotional capacity to get out, do it. And it's something that I value. I, I will not pass a nudge. I will not pass up a nudge because I understand on a greater level the value of it. And so I say all that to say, like, it's on us to say, hey, we're having a hard time. You know, I've told you that. Like, we're, I mean, granted, I didn't tell you the conversation that we had the other day at dinner, but we've had a hard time. It's felt very weird. It's felt like we're fumbling through this and we felt very isolated. But when I shared that with you, like, you don't text me every day. I don't need you to text me every day. Or maybe it's you needed to text me and it was about you. Like you had some things going on. That was okay. Like actually, thank you. Like you made the friendship about what it is. It wasn't about me. It was about you. You needed something in that moment. That's just making me feel normal. Normal in the friendship. So I don't know if any of this is making sense to people listening or even to, to you and I, but I think it's just important to be honest and to, to share. Like that's the main thing, whether you are the person going through the trauma, the medical thing, the chronic thing, the loss, the grief, like just be honest. But then if you're the other person, like don't forget that that, that thing is ongoing, right? The loss of a mom is never ending. Now the intensity level in which you feel that levels out, but the loss of that is it's, it's never ending. It's like Jason says all the time when he lost, like he lost his dad. He says like, that's something that I can't ever like, it can't, I can't move past it. It is, but I can heal in it. Right. The intensity level is different. But there are things that happen in our life, and we both look at each other and like, oh my gosh, I wish we could tell your dad. You know, like, he would love to hear this right now. Right, right. Um, and so you don't ever get past it. So if you're the person, if you're the friend, if you're the mom, the sister, you know, the person that's in their world on a casual level or an intimate level, like, just know if, if you feel the nudge, like, engage it. Yes. If you think they might need something, go out, go for it. Like, just do it. Even if you don't make it about the thing, like you're just like, oh, I think this person needs flowers. Like the other day I was at the store and I saw this cute mug and I thought about my friend and I'm like, she needs that. Like I'm getting the mug, you know, there was, I didn't attach it to anything. Um, but I think it's important to just do the thing. I don't, whatever that thing is, we've talked about a lot of them. There's a lot of options. There's a lot of options. Um, we've been sharing. Yeah. So I hope people are taking in, like you said, jotting down the ideas, writing down the questions, like write out the question. Here's a thought, Mm -hmm. write out the question before you ask it Mm. or before you send the text, pause and read the question as if you were that person. So good. Because just the little pause will probably let you pick up on, Ooh, I don't know. Like maybe I shouldn't send that. Not out of fear or like anxiety, Mm -hmm. but just the pause. Like that's something that I've learned. Like I just pause and like the other day you shared with me, you guys had a loss and I was like, okay, I want to respond to that. But I just kind of paused before I sent it mm-hmm. because I think the little pause just gives room for the nudge to be like, eh, oh, that's not, no, shift that word or change this. Yep. Verbiage matters. Yep. Um, so these are just like all random 
like we keep saying, like popcorn things, but I think they matter. And in the moment, like you were mm-hmm. saying about the story with Jason at dinner and the crisis, um, the moments that was so mm-hmm. painful this past week. Yeah. Um, if I were talking to you about it, I would ask, um, hey, what do you need right now? Do you need That's to cry? Right. Yeah. Do you need counsel? Yeah. Do you need encouragement? Yeah. Um, because I'm just going to create the space for you, whatever yeah. you need. Yeah. Sometimes I need a place to vent yeah. and a safe place to cry because the tears were stuck. Yeah. And sometimes I need to be encouraged to know that I'm not an insecure seventh grader. Yeah. Yeah. And that I'm, that yeah. I'm lovable. Yeah. And sometimes I need yeah. to be challenged. Yeah. Because I've been sitting in my yeah. story and yeah. I'm, you know, I yeah. even feel sorry for myself in a way that's not healthy. Yeah. Or I need to move on. Like, yeah. Like, just give me a nudge. Like, yeah. Just give me an action step. Tell yeah. me something I should just go do. That's Because good. I can't get out of my house or my jammies right yeah. now. Yeah. And it's like, you don't need to, like, fix me, but just, like, yeah. say, okay, you go to the grocery store, you know. Yeah. And it's like, go for a walk. okay, okay, yeah. I, I need to get out of my house and go for yeah. a walk. So, yeah. so it depends on what the person needs at the yeah. moment. Yeah, that's good. And yeah. the next phone call might be the thing that's the, yeah. the challenge. But right yeah. now... I need you to, to hold space yeah. for me to ball yeah. and ugly cry yeah. and not tell me I'm crazy yeah. or that I yeah. shouldn't feel that way. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's good. I think that's, I think that's so practical that sometimes it scares people, mm-hmm. but it's what's needed. Yes. You know, and, and I think even in that, um, one thing that, I, that I've asked you before, which hopefully this is good. You can tell us, um, where I'll say like, Hey, um, do you, do you want me to say what I'm I'm feeling and thinking right now for you? Right. Like ask permission yes. before you just permission say it. is so important. Yeah. Because I might have all sorts of thoughts and yes. wisdom that exactly. I wish to hear all my great ideas. Yes. But it's not the right moment. Exactly. I love that. Yeah, I think it's asking and, and I think that's just also giving the person space to have a second. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, yeah, I probably do need you to say something. Because we we know ourselves. Like right. Most of the time, we give a little pause to ourselves. We can be like, yeah, I probably do need a little speech right now, so share it. You know? Or, and I'm going to call you back this afternoon. Yeah, exactly. And I just, I just need to sit in this, yeah. and then I yeah. gather myself, and then I want to hear yeah. what you have to say. So remember yeah. it or write it down, yeah, exactly. I'm going to call you later. And I think this is really good with marriage. Okay, sorry, all my dog's in the room, and she's packing, so sorry. Um, I think this is good with marriage when you're going through something like what we're talking about. Okay. Uh, and I'm sure you and Dave have had moments where you needed that, like you needed to have that conversation, you and Dave, mm-hmm. me and Jason have needed to have that conversation. Like the other day, Jason even said to me, he's like, babe, like I kind of just need to say what I need to say, but I don't want you to say anything about it. Yep. And, and he just needed that. Yep. That was super hard for me because I have <laughs> all kinds of opinions. Like, let's just be honest. That's not my strength when it comes, especially to me and Jason, I'm way better at it with other people. But, like, he just needed to say what he needed to say. Or they're also in this process, Jason, the other day, this was, like, I don't know, a few weeks ago. He's like, hey, babe, I actually, I can't, I can't walk with you in your feelings today. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I want you to have them, and I'm not trying to offend you or tell you that you shouldn't have them. He's like, but I can't, I can't walk with you in them today. So call a girlfriend. Call a girlfriend. Go talk to God. Yeah. Have a good cry. Go for a walk. Yeah. Talk to Zoe, whatever you need it's to do. It's great self-care for yes. him to say that. He needed to say yeah. that. And and that was hard. I'm not going to lie. It was really hard for me. Um, I can be overly sensitive when it comes to that thing. But I knew he was right. Like, And to be frank, 
I didn't actually need him to be the one. And so that's why I go back to like, we really need to be aware and find out. And, and I'm in this, like, I don't have a ton of advice for it because I feel like I'm living it in the season of like, what do I actually need from that person? Because it may not be the thing that I think I need from them. And it may be a season where they can't provide it. And so that's okay. I need to go over here. So good. You know, and that, I just think that's real. And, and so in marriage, I think when we're walking through things like this, that is a real thing that we need to be okay with our spouse. But if he hadn't said that, mm-hmm. you would have emoted, yeah, emoted. or dumped or whatever yep. the thing was. Yep. And then he could have gotten mad. Yeah. He could have shut down. Yeah. And it could have caused a damage, I mean, yeah, like a, a fight, yeah. Oh, he yeah. Actually, spoke up and said yeah. what he needed, and he's yeah. like redirecting you yeah. to go to someone else, yeah. Which actually was beautiful for your relationship, yeah. but that Very might be a new muscle that yes. your listeners need yeah. to exercise because at first yeah. we can be a what do you what you're what do you husband. mean you don't you care have about to me yeah you have to be here for me you're my spouse yeah yeah but wow yeah what a great thing yeah and I think that goes back to what you were saying earlier with the friend of like. You know, saying like, I can't, I can't show up right now, you know? And so whether it's a spouse or a friend, it's not comfortable and it's really hard to say that. And there is a chance of offense happening. Like, let's just be real, but we cannot control that, Mm -hmm. but we would be doing ourselves and the friendship or the, the relationship a disservice if we don't be honest. And maybe it's not even that you have to be honest of why. Right? You may not need to overly share why. You may just need to say, like, hey, I'm so sorry, but I cannot show up right now. And then maybe there's times you're like, hey, this is a big trigger point for me. I love you and I am going to show up for you, but in this particular moment, I can't. And so I, I don't know. There's a lot of sharing that we're talking about. Mm-hmm. It's really navigating what is the right moment to insert what, all the things that we're saying. And that does take practice. Like you're saying, it it takes working those muscles. Jace and I, 20 years, I'm saying we had that conversation. It went well. It normally doesn't. Like, let's just be real. You know, so it's working the muscles. It's, it's going through the bumpiness. It's having weird moments of feeling kind of offended, getting over it, re-coming back around to it. And, and that's okay. Like, that's okay. And so... I love this. This, I mean, this has been so helpful so for fun. me, and I feel like, um, I well, one, I wish more people would just talk about it, because yep. it's weird and awkward, and um, it's the thing that we all go through. So I just want to give a minute to make sure you, if there's anything else you want to share or add or bring to the table, because um, I just think you've brought some really cool things. Oh, this has been amazing. It's so great to process it out loud yeah. and then learn from our mistakes. Yeah. And, and you can look back over your life not with like beating yourself up. Yeah. Or you maybe didn't show up or you didn't yeah. create that space. But as you move forward, just, just mm-hmm. kind of taking a pulse, like how do I operate? What, how, yeah. do I, how can I love people well? What, yeah. what's, what's my area of gifting? And if not, like trying different things. Yeah. Just experiment. Yeah, that's like, good. I like flowers that. or write a note yeah. or send texts or yeah. reach out or show up to clean up their toilets yeah. or whatever and, and see see what brings you joy and what's helpful. Yeah. That's and good. just know that every situation's different. Yeah. And I love the follow up because I believe yeah, I think that's as time goes on, it 
the thing didn't go away. Yeah, exactly. You know, they still have the loss. Yeah. They still have the trauma. Yeah. And it's like, how? I always have to say, like, how can I love people well? Yeah. Who do you want me to love today? Yeah. Who needs to? Who do I need to reach out to today? Yeah. And it's like, and then do it. Yeah. And that's what we talked about. So, yeah. Yeah. Just summing that up, I guess is. I think that's a great way to sum it up. Like that's beautiful, and I think it's, I think everything we've shared today in our own experience Mm -hmm. um and whatever the listeners like season or relationships or what they're in personally like I just I really hope that even as I had some like of my own processing on our conversation like if that's just real and I hope people felt the authenticity of the fact that you have two people that have navigated some really hard things and it's affected our friendships. We've both lost friends. Mm-hmm. We've both gained friends. Yep. We've both had temporary friends that just came in like the admin yep. lady yep. earlier. Yeah. Like she came in for that moment and maybe when you run into each other, you hug each other, mm-hmm. but maybe there's friends that have just not come back into the picture. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I want everybody to understand like, that's okay. Yeah. Like feel the pain of that mm-hmm. process that heal from that, but know that it's okay. Like there's ebbs and flows and when not everyone experiences the things that we have, Gail. Mm -hmm. And so not everyone is going to know how to show up Mm -hmm. when their friend or their family member goes through that. And then as the people who are going through things, we're not always going to know how to let go or how to let in. Mm -hmm. And so I think a lot of what we're saying, if I was to wrap it up, is that we're saying like sometimes you've got to let go. Mm -hmm. And then sometimes it's okay if new is coming in, whether it's permanent or it's temporary. Mm-hmm. And giving ourselves permission to open up our hearts in whatever way we're getting what we need. That's good. Being open to it, looking different than our expectations have created, um, and letting that be healing agents to us. So, um, yeah, I think it was so fun. So fun. And I'm grateful that you came today. Thanks I, for having me. Yeah, like I... I asked you because you're one of the people that this conversation is just a constant with us of like learning to to navigate this very thing, whether it be friendships or a spouse or within ourselves. And so I couldn't think of a better person to sit and chat with it because it's it's current in my life, but it's also just been ongoing with with what we've dealt with. So I'm honored that you'd be vulnerable, um, that you bring the real stories to the table and knowing that um, what you've been through is no small thing. So thank you for sharing it with, with this community and bearing that broken listeners. I just want to say thank you for taking this popcorn conversation with us. Um, and I hope that it is taking you to a place where you can have some awareness. You can have some honest conversations. You have some bravery to like step up and step into, um, loving people in a way that maybe you haven't before or letting other people love you. Um, I think that's a key thing too. So listeners, thank you for going on this lovely um, journey of conversations. I hope you found tips and tricks that are practical, but also deep and um, are intentional and that they help you navigate where you are in your journey and your story. So thank you for being with us today.